Good evening and welcome to the Franchise Tag Podcast with me, your host, Freddie Hall, who's up from some more Wi-Fi drama yet again tonight. It will get <laughs> sorted. We're in the slow process of sorting it. I mean, even my camera sort of zoomed in more than usual, I feel like. You don't want to get too focused in on this nose. What we want to be focusing on is the AFC and the NFC East. Straight out of the cannon I am today, Sky. Full of beans. I'm ready to talk about two top divisions. <laughs> it's the perfect division to be full of beans for. There's a lot of drama, a lot of heated rivalry and yeah lots of I'm excited I think you know obviously these two divisions going against each other they've both got tough tough schedules right um but yeah ready to talk through and talk up the Patriots as much as I can without looking too biased (laughs) is it nice Johnny this season that people look at the Jets your team and actually want to talk about them (laughs) absolutely I mean as a (laughs) yeah uh, you know over a decade, it, it just feels like all the attention is is on our team, and that feels incredibly new, um, exciting. But I don't know. I'm 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 always so pessimistic about my Jets, um, and until that, you know, we see them on on the field. I think last year there was a marker there. We just didn't have the quarterback. Now he's here. I just can't wait to see us play. Very excited uh, to see that. But yeah, can't wait to get into some heating debate with Sky. Obviously. Two big rivals um, in the AFC East. Um, maybe this year something can change. Well, much like we annoyed Andrew probably last week was talking about Justin Fields. We'll be talking about his New York Giants as well. We're talking about the NFC East as well as Gareth, uh, one of our main guys here as well. He's an Eagles fan. I mean, there's a lot to talk about his division. I think we'll start with the NFC East first because I feel like the heated debate of your AFC is going to probably take up a nice portion of this uh, program. <laughs> so we'll we on the NFC East to begin with. And I'll do like I did last week. I'll, I'll let you guys choose who you want to start off. But I'll start with Johnny this week. Who would you like to start talking about in the NFC East? Go on. I'll be the one to annoy Gareth. I'll go with the Eagles. <laughs> Obviously, they are the team, the, the benchmark team in the, the NFC. Um, after last year, getting to a Super Bowl, we know how good Jalen Hurts performed. Um, it was you know, so good to see him break out. You know, I think in 2021 he you know showed signs of that, but he really came on leaps and bounds in 2022. Easily one of the you know been ranked in the top 10 players in the in the league. So, yeah, I think it's just they're quietly going about their business. Um, they've you know lost um, a few players, but replaced them with some you know incredible talent. The, the, the amount of depth in this in this roster, particularly on defense, is is ridiculous. Um, so. Like I mentioned, you know they've lost the likes of um, Edwards White in in um, in uh, the linebacker core, uh, but Nakobe Dean, who I know, um, um, you know, is uh, coming on leaps and bounds towards the end of last year. I'm hoping he can he can break out well. So, yeah, I think you know this this defense is is a joke, and they're backed up with a really exciting offense with some some superstars in 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 Hertz, who I've mentioned, also AJ Brown, can't wait to see DeAndre Swift in this this offense. Um, the offensive line as well. Uh, there's been some question marks, um, I think, this offseason, but, uh, you you know, in, in the media sort of high, but I, I really can't see, um, you know, any sort of slip up uh, compared to last year. So I think I'm expecting more of the same from from the Eagles. Um, they, yeah, like I said, they're the, the benchmark team in the NFC. Uh, they've shown that they... They have the quality, the depth, um, and yeah, I'm fully expecting them to to go in another another run um, to maybe make the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, I don't have much more to say, really. It's mad to think that like 
Jalen Hurts, when he got drafted, no one really saw him as he was going to be sort of the what he has come today. And it just shows really if you're patient with your quarterback and you give him the tools and you give him the opportunity to to really shine in, in, in any team, that they can definitely take that opportunity. I think that's why that's sort of like the picket thing for me within our, mm-hmm. within the Steelers team. Um, it just is a matter of time that I think I think there's certain quarterbacks in this league where the quarterback makes the team, the team makes the quarterback. I don't know which one Jalen Hurts is yet. I don't think it maybe overly matters. It's just in my brain that's how I like to to see it. Are you are you um, are you the truck or the trailer? That's what the usual common one is. Is are yeah. you the truck or a trailer? Yeah. Um, so it'd be certainly interesting to see how the Eagles do fare up this year. Um, I, I believe we've got Sky, or have we? Have Sky gone at walkies, or is he coming back to us? That's getting back in. I think there's just Wi-Fi issues all around London, aren't there? There's um, yes. <laughs> it's been kicked. Oh, here he is. Here he's back. I have returned. <laughs> okay, so I had he... issues today as well. Sorry. Backwards, <laughs> <laughs> but if he <laughs> cool, you're back with us. I'm here. Well, that was gone. I was just going to say, Johnny talked up the Eagles so much that I felt it was my time to to annoy Gareth some more and, and talk them down. But yeah, I don't think people have talked enough about last season, how easy the schedule was. And obviously this year now, in terms of the strength of schedule, the, they're playing the hardest win percentage of those in, in 2022, right? And I, I know the roster is stacked. But I think obviously defenses have more tape on them, more tape on on the RPOs. I'm curious how the run game's going to do. And of course, they're the favourites. They're still probably top three Super Bowl favourite as well. But I don't think it's going to be as easy um, easy ride as it was last year. I think it's something that everyone does forget is they did have what was seen as the easiest schedule again. NFC NFL recency bias doesn't really think about that. I, I, I suppose no one does sort of talk upon that. So it will be certainly interesting to see this Eagle team this year. Moving on to you, Sky, who would you like to talk about to begin with? The Cowboys, the Giants or them Washington Commanders? I feel like you know who I'm going to say, right? New York Giants, baby. No, the Cowboys. Oh, oh the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, yeah, I completely forgot you are. The number one Cowboys fan who sports New England Patriots. Number one. Look, I've got my eyes blurred. My Romo jersey next to me just for just for this moment to to talk them up. Quickly I, that up. Never, I, I had no clue you had a Tony Romo jersey. I have a rule that if a player's retired, then I'm a, yeah. and I liked them, then I'm allowed to have that jersey. If they play, and you liked not, Tony Romo, or do you prefer him as a commentator? I liked him as a player. I thought he was uh, he was the epitome of live and die by the quarterback position in the sense that when they were winning, he got made all the hype. And when they lost, it all fell on him. Like that game where they lost to the Broncos, it's like 51-48. And he threw one pick, but like six or seven touchdowns. Everyone was like, oh, it's Romo's fault. I was like, hang on a minute. <laughs> yeah, but I, that's quite a good rule to live by. I suppose yeah, I don't know. Like, throw that in the comments. I mean, how do people feel about having opposing teams' jerseys, even if you thought the player was legendary? Yeah, certain players, you know, eight, my, my partner's Vikings fan, she's got an Adrian Peterson jersey. I always think, oh, Adrian Peterson, you know, such an electric player, it'd be great. To have, you know, I've got I've mm-hmm. got a couple of bits and bobs of like from different teams of like memorabilia up above me, up, up on the top shelf there. Um, but I don't have another team jersey. I've got some retired jerseys I'm not allowed to wear anymore. A certain 84 Antonio Brown Steelers jersey. <laughs> yeah, I've got I've got a I've got a Rams hat from uh years ago when they played in London. I can't remember who they played. Um played but you know they're old sort of style that you know they're old like Logan. I mean yeah. now that their sort of colour looks 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 great, but 
I've got, a, I've got a sweater as well. I just like the Rams, the, the old Rams uh, badge. So. <laughs> um, not to say that I love the Rams, but uh, but yeah. Um, anyway. You kick, Cowboys, why don't you kick us off with the Cowboys then, Sky? So I think that obviously they, they ran the Eagles pretty close last season, right? And uh, they've got their new offensive coordinator, Brian Schottenheimer. Um, I mean, Kellen Moore is a, is a great coordinator, but he clearly wanted to, to spread the ball around uh, when he was uh, at the Chargers. Um, and I think that this, this approach now from the Cowboys is going to be more run heavy. Um, people probably don't know much about Schottenheimer from recent years, but at the Jets, he was the offensive coordinator when they made the back-to-back title games. Um, I think in 09 and 010, you know, when there was a Sean Green, the Damian Thomas and that run game. So uh, he also had a decent stint at the Seahawks. And I think he can do do some good work with Tony Pollard. Um, their defense for me is probably top three. Dan Quinn, great coordinator. Trayvon Diggs, obviously, is exceptional at what he does. Um, I know Parsons had uh, injury scare the other day, but he's turned around and said that he isn't worried about it. They've got Van Der Esch, obviously, as well, who, who makes a big impact. And um, I think when I just alluded to the offense there, if, they, if they're not forcing to, to pass it all the time and, and can have a balanced offense with the likes of C.D. Lamb, Brandon Cook's now a member of the team. Um, I think we've even seen Jalen Tolbert's made some plays in training camp. Uh, and Zach Martin has now finally agreed to to not hold out. I've, I'm not going to say they'll win the division. I still think the Eagles are the favourites, but I, I think with the talent that the Cowboys have, anyone who's putting them below 10 wins is just silly. I think it's just uh, people like to hate on the Cowboys, right? Um, mm. And it's just a case of, unless there are injuries, I don't see how this team gets less than, than 10 wins. Yeah, I completely agree as well. I think obviously they're coming off the back of uh, is it two 12 win seasons? So, yeah. you know, they're in a good place. They're a good team. Like I said, I think they've got, you know, possibly the best defense in, in the NFL. They've added to that this year. Love the look of this um, Maisie Smith, um, absolute unit on the defensive line. <laughs> and if that gets any better, then, you know, the opposition offenses are, are in real trouble. So, yeah, I think it's a real bonus that they've kept hold of Dan Quinn. Um, very surprised that he, you know, hasn't got a head coaching yet. I think it's, you know, he's been in the, the sort of circle for the last. A uh, couple of years, um, so that's positive. And yeah, very looking forward to seeing how their offense looks differently. Um, I, I think you know, hit the nail on the head. You know, not forcing the 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 pass, and you know, obviously how how frustrating um, uh, Dak is at times. Um, you know, and the pressure that, that Zeke um, probably had while he was there. Now he's gone. Um, they can you know offload that elsewhere. So yeah, looking forward to seeing the Cowboys this year. Um, uh, they've got a really, really bright, young, um, up-and-coming team. So, um, I think they'll do very well. It's certainly interesting with the whole running back situation because statistically, last year, when they run the ball more, they won. And when they did rely on that, they didn't win. And then that put, obviously, a lot of question marks over his uh, his big contract that he got given, which uh, people then started, you know, getting... Probably breaking it down quite a lot because of of that happening um I, I yeah so I, it's going to be a certain interesting team especially without zeke i think it really does show when it, it feels like maybe they were beholden to him at some given point and now it, you know now he's got now it now he's, he's out of the, the picture maybe there will be a little bit less noise around the building in regards to zeke because we know what tony pollard can do it's just where we can do it on a consistent basis rather than the short bursts of which he was doing um, most of, most of the season, most of the other seasons that he's played for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, let's move back to you, Johnny. Would you like to take the Giants or the Commanders? 
Um, I'll take the Commanders, actually, because there's been obviously a lot of noise uh, about them this off-season. Um, you know, you know they, I think in sports, you know, we see it a lot in football in this country where there's a team struggling off the field or is making headlines off the field, then more times than not, that team will, you know, likely regress or perform um, a lesser sort of standard on the field. So now that all that drama over the Dan Schneider ownership has been been put to bed and there's all, you know, a lot of excitement around this training camp, um, I think the commanders can produce uh, a football team that the town and the fans uh, can be proud of. Um, there's obviously a lot of question marks on on the roster and, you know, Sam Howell, uh, the, the quarterback, is very, you know, unknown and we've seen glimpse of him in, in training camp, perhaps, um, you know, not looking as sharp as as um, um, everyone would have wanted him to, but I, I, I do think you know we look through uh, we look through these things through a very um, uh, you know biased media sort of lens um, that's trying to either you know make a scapegoat or you know profess out. So I don't buy into any of that. I'm just really looking forward to seeing how they get on with obviously um, Eric B. Enemy coming in as well as their offensive coordinator. That could be a real masterstroke um, if he can bring what. Um, he did in in Kansas City to to, to Washington. Obviously, um, you know it's a real challenge for him. You know, breaking out the limelight of of, um, of Andy Reid and, and and Mahomes. Um, but um, but yeah, he's been touted as a, a future head coach for for so long. I wonder if you know there's a plan in place in Washington. Um, um, if 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 the enemy can can help to transform this offense, uh, then mainly he he will be the the, the man at the helm uh, in a few years' time. There's obviously been a lot of pressure on on Ron uh, Rivera during the the, the Schneider era. Um, yeah, I think I think this year it's 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 all about it's difficult because there's there's so many great players I think on on this team, um, so many young players and, and players who, um, yeah expect to be part of a, a really winning franchise and they're probably the weakest team or well yeah I'd probably say you know they're the weakest team um it's, it's difficult to say but as well in terms of looking back from last year they were the they finished um bottom of the 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 um uh, the NFC East so yeah a real work in progress um but yeah heading into a bit of an unknown but I'm I'm, I'm more positive than than negative about the chances uh, this year it's sort of in the same position we were talking about with the Packers last week, where we'll put our guy in, and if it ha- happens, then bully for us. But if we don't, there's two great quarterbacks coming out in this draft. And that, now you've said about, you know, the enemy and maybe this path. It take, I mean, Sky, do you reckon there is any chance that commanders have a poor season? They go into the NFL draft with having a top pick. They could take either of these two quarterbacks coming out of college who, who look like real promising prospects. Rivera steps away. The enemy comes the head coach. He gets this quarterback of the future. The enemy has already had a fantastic history with with uh, Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. Could you see that being a line of thinking within the Commanders organization? Yeah, I think unfortunately for Commanders fans, if the start of the season doesn't go according to plan, there's going to be the murmurs of tanking, right? And if you can get Caleb Williams with Eric B. Enemy, that's a pretty good duo. I mean, even if it was a case of okay, let's give uh, Rivera another season, and then like Johnny said, there's a plan in place even for you know one or two years to have you on quarterback over a, a veteran head coach and then make that transition. Um, I think well, it, that could work quite nicely. Um, also, of course, they got Jacoby Brissett as their backup as well. He's a good backup. So, of course, like any team, I don't think, I don't really buy into teams actually tanking because considering how big the NFL rosters are, there's obviously people there, one-year deals, 
uh, fighting for their NFL careers. But um, naturally, there might be some hope come halfway through the season from the the new owners that uh, they do end up with one of the top two uh, quarterbacks going into to next year's draft. But it's an exciting time for them, as, as Johnny said. You know, you've got Magic Johnson um, and and that sort of business ownership. And uh looks like they might also have another name change on the horizon if you read what I read yesterday. Could be back to the Redskins or... Or another one that's being reviewed apparently in in January, so <laughs> might not be the commanders anymore. That's all I need is another name change. I mean, I, I would say I need a bit more than just a name change to turn this team around, but it was certainly <laughs> interesting to see what happens. Um, so moving back on to Johnny, I suppose talking about the Andrews New York Giants, which I'm, I'm sure he's going to be listening to this and with much intrigue about how we uh how we feel about him sorry in fact it was sky's turn isn't it it's not sky yeah it's sky's turn sky's turn to talk about happy giants sure to be Johnny, horrible yeah, about the giants. Speak now. it's time for you to be quiet <laughs> you can be horrible about the giants is that that's going to be the role that you take on this one then yeah uh yeah happy to to do i think um well the nfc east has had you know it's one of the divisions where you don't get consistent winners right the last three years have had three different teams win it um yeah. seen people trying to make a case to say could the giants be you know fourth different team in, in four years I don't particularly see. And I think, again, this this leans into the fact that the Giants and Cowboys are tied for the fourth hardest schedule now. Obviously, you can look at Dallas's roster and make a case for them to deal with that because of the talent they have on both sides of the ball. I just think that is Daniel Jones a franchise quarterback? I don't want to be too harsh on him because of what he did without the weapons that they didn't have any weapons and they still made the playoffs. So you, you have to give credit. Um, but I'm not particularly sold on... The signing of Darren Waller, which is going to be another controversial thing because he's had injury problems uh, as a Raider. I like Jalen Hyatt. I like Wondell Robinson. Hopefully he recovers well after the injury he had. Um, I like Brian, Brian Dable as well. But I just think that they're in a t- tough division, arguably the toughest. We know that the New York media is the worst. I mean, as Johnny knows, being a Jets fan, like if it doesn't go well, everyone's on your back. And if things, if they don't make the playoffs again, even though... Why should they? Because obviously they're still building towards the future. People will start talking and they'll still have that Saquon Barkley drama again, you know, next year with the franchise tag. So I'm not saying they're going to be completely awful. I just think that people need to temper their expectations a bit for them this season. Yeah, because he only signed a one-year deal, which is obviously quite strange because we were looking, we were thinking he's going to get a big deal here. They're going to have to pay him almost because he is such a key figure for this Giants team, but he's only taken a one-year deal. So, of course, uh, as soon as any a string of losses happen, that's going to have a, a, a detrimental effect to the team in terms of the media definitely attacking that point. Um, I, I think we know what we're sort of getting with this Giants team, aren't we, Johnny? We're going to get a good defense. I feel like we know already their defense is pretty good. It's now just a question mark over this offense. And like uh, Sky alluded to, it is hard to criticize Daniel Jones when he hadn't had when he didn't have any help last season. He's got a few weapons in now. Waller being the one that stands out, I suppose. Do you think he is capable of putting the string wins together? And is this a bit of a make or break year for him? Because I argued it was make or break last year, and I feel he was just on the right side of make rather than break. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think the Giants. Um... You know, surprised everyone about how competitive they, they, they were given how many holes they had. Um, apparently, you know, their offense was was fairly explosive at times. Um, but yeah, I know Sky's, Sky's been critical of uh, Daniel Jones in the past, and I I, I buy that. I, I, I don't know. I, 
Brian Dable was able to get something out of him last year, um, which we I don't think we'd, we'd seen on a consistent basis. Um, you know, I, I don't put him anywhere near like the top ten quarterbacks or the top fifteen, and so maybe stick into there, but um, in the league. Um, but you know, he was he was competent enough to 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 to, to get the, the Giants into the playoffs. Um, but whether or not they can they can they can keep it up is is um, is another question. You know, we've we've said how difficult this division is. It's you know, possibly the hardest in, in football. Um, and given the the you know the schedule, if injury starts, they you know they've got holes. Um, I think in the secondary, um, I'm hoping the pass rush can can step out. Let's see. Obviously, we saw Kayvon Thibodeau. Um, you know, look look apart. Um, he needs to step up a gear this year. Um, Darren Waller as well, obviously, the, a huge addition, but, mm. you know, he's had injury concerns the last couple of years. Um, if they lose him, then, you know, they're really struggling um, out wide um, for, for, you know, pass catches. And, yeah, it's a, it's a really, it's really, really interesting one because, you know, how how well they did last year and, and, and Dable and managing those sort of expectations of where to come. Um, but, uh, but yeah, if they can stay competitive, um, stay in games, I'm, I'm, I'm just looking at the schedule now and I can't work out whether or not they, <laughs> whether or not they'll have, you know, a really, really tricky year um, or they'll be able to stay in games and, and, and hopefully, you know, get them towards 500 or above. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I think it's all about managing expectations in, mm. in New York. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, and it's been proven around the league that you can win and go very far with just a competent quarterback in place. If you look at San Francisco and they had Jimmy G under centre, I mean, if you have a good defence and a competent quarterback and a few weapons, you can go far. Like I said, Jimmy G, he had Debo Samuel, George Kittle, uh, no McCaffrey at the time, but every running back, that saw, they had loads of injuries there. Every single one sort of stepped up and did really well. So if the Giants can have a really strong defence and now, get some of these weapons developed, you know, being competent at the quarterback position is just enough to take you on a good run. And, and you know, you need to ride your luck a little bit. Having a really strong schedule, um, the run of luck that you want to ha have. Um, but it, it's definitely something that they're going to want to build on. And I say, I think it's a bit of a win-win for the Giants. If they do really well, they go on a good run again. If they don't, they get there might be the prime position to get one of these quarterbacks or a, or a high-end player coming out of next year's draft. That's all for the NFC. We'll now go on to the AFC East. Obviously, you two are going to be very, very pleased about chatting about this. Um, <laughs> obviously, we're going to go to uh, Johnny first, and obviously, he's going to want to talk about his New York Jets. I feel like I'm going to, I'm just going to give you that one already, Johnny, straight up. I feel a bit. I feel like it'd be unfair if I said Sky can talk about Jets and Johnny can talk about <laughs> the Pats, and there could be some real controversy there. But I'll let you chat about the Jets to begin with. Of course, the Jets team that we're all getting to know very well on Hard Knocks as well. Yeah, um, I mean, what an off-season it's been. The Jets have been the centre of attention in the NFL for the last, it feels, you know, five, six months, purely because of, you know, Aaron Rodgers, his trade, and what, you know, the expectation and, and how that will transform the franchise. Um we know all about the, the difficulty at quarterback last year and, and, and how well the defence performed. You know, they've got better this, this off-season. Um, and now with Rodgers um, and the pull that, that, that he has to, you know, bring in new players like Alan Lazard, Dalvin Cook uh, this week. Um, got players coming back from injury. Yeah, it's it's really, really exciting. I can't wait to, to for the season to get started because, 
you know, there's been so much uh, excitement, expectation. Um, just trying to manage that, I think, you know, one of my big things is is about how we perform in the division. Um, and really big question mark is, is you know, getting those wins over the Patriots. Um, what is it? 15-16, losing streak now. Last year's games, you know, if, if we won both of those games, it could have been in the playoffs and they were easily winnable um, if we had someone like Aaron Rodgers um, um, under centre. So, yeah, I'm really excited. We've got a tough start to the to the year, but, um, you know, the, down the stretch, you could be talking, you know, I'm looking at looking at the, the teams that we go through and we could easily get eight eight wins in a row if, um, um, if we're going by those sort of predictions, expectations. Um, yeah, really, really excited. I'm, I'm really excited about some of the the other new players, not just Rogers. Um, Will McDonald was a, a questionable signing, I think, in the draft for many people. Um, but he already looks, you know, a real stud, a bit undersized. But I'm hoping this year he can, you know, develop. Uh, Jermaine Johnson, who we drafted in the first round last year, who had a bit of a quiet rookie year, uh, has come out and yeah, looks to be one of our you know premium press rushers. Uh, this year, so yeah, we're expecting big strings from from him. Um, the offensive line needs to to stay healthy. I think that's the really big question mark about this team is we still don't know who's going to play there. There's you know talk um, around Jets fans around perhaps um, uh, Elijah Vera Tucker moving to to, to right tackle. Um, we we um, signed uh, Joe Tipman in the draft. Um, he's a centre, but could be moved uh, to guard to you know. You know, um, to to uh, work around some of the the um, the, the holes that we have. Uh, Mackay Becton is a, a bit of a wild card this year. He, you know, his, his rookie year showed just how how good of a player he was, but he's, he just can't stay healthy. Um, so, yeah, I feel like I've just I've just splurted everything out there. Of how I feel. <laughs> I'm excited, but um, yeah, we, yeah, I think the first game we'll we'll know. Whether or not this team is going to be exactly how um, how people are, uh, uh, are viewing us in preseason, um, but uh, but yeah, should be a great year in New York. And if you want to hear more in depth uh, about New York Jets with Johnny, he has released a video with us, the franchise tag. Um, it is on YouTube now. So for you Jets fans and for probably maybe some people in the AFC East who want to get Johnny's opinion on the, how the Jets will look this year, make sure you go check that out as well. One thing is becoming very apparent, Sky, when I watched Hard Knock straight away, I really think Source Gardner could be the best corner in the league this year. Yeah, I think he is so good. And I think Garrett Wilson is absolutely fell on his feet. But he has a talent that he has already. And he's going up. He plays every day against the best cornerback, potentially going to be the best cornerback in the NFL. How much he's going to learn from that. And also the relationship they have with each other with that is, though competitive, you can tell, it is very much an education between them. They seem to be like great friends. They they seem to be talking after every play about how to get better and how to be better and building their own game i mean i watched it thinking like wow if that is if, that, if these two players can really become what they you know if they hit their top marks in their elite level the jets have got ballers on both sides of the ball at both a great age yeah i can't believe um well i can't really think of any teams you know who've who can say that after you know uh, a rookie season right from to have potentially star receiver and, and corner the way we can see that so early and like you said, I, I think it's a, it's a good sign to see that 
a lot of young players come with an ego out of college, right? I'm sure with the, with the thing of the draft of where they were picked and, you know, just noise, you know, maybe you believe your own hype too much, but they seem very grounded, level-headed um, and a lot of talent. And yeah, even as a Patriots fan watching it, it was like kind of nice to see that, you know, these guys seem to want to master their craft. Like you said, they're talking about how they can better each other because they know that throughout the season or the work they put in now is going to help because they're going to be coming up. How many better corners is Garrett Wilson going to come up against? And how many better receivers is is uh, Source going to come up against? So that's going to bode well for both of them. And yeah, I'm sure everyone's expecting me to probably talk badly about the Jets, but I think, you know, obviously they haven't won it since 2002 and that's not a dig. I think it just, you know, the, the hype is, is justified and it's not just for the sake of it. Um, if they can get to week seven, at least at 500, I think they get at least 10 wins. From week 12 onwards, they're playing the Falcons, the Texans, Commanders and Browns. I think all four of those teams are unknown commodities. Um, and I think their hardest game from week 10 onwards is in Buffalo, which is, I mean, everyone knows that probably most years anyway, because it's a division rival. So, um, yeah, I, I think the Jets fans can probably at least expect 10 wins and a playoff spot and then anything can happen there. But of course, we know Tom Brady moved teams during COVID and still managed to win a home Super Bowl. So if Rodgers doesn't win it, then that's another another thing against him in the in the goat discussion. So <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of, of, of home of Tom Brady, well, former homes of Tom Brady, are we going to get a Mac attack outside out of Boston, Massachusetts <laughs> this year? What what are we going to be expecting from this New England Patriots team, Sky? We've just signed Ezekiel Elliott in the last few days. Yeah. Um, some interesting off-season acquisitions as well. Um yeah, how are you feeling about this Pats team? I think I'm feeling... Well, I've, I haven't got my Matt Jones jersey on. I've gone for Teddy Bruschi. I don't know if you can tell from mm. the number from here. I've, got, I've gone retro when it was the good days. <laughs> um, but even at my most pessimistic, I still think this Patriots team, with having Bill Belichick and the defence we have, is, will get seven wins. I know seven wins is not a playoff spot, but considering the way some people talk about the Patriots, you know, I guess it's similar to... Steelers for for you last year people don't talk enough about um how much the the head coach makes a big impact right um I think in a division we know that as Johnny mentioned about the streak of beating the Jets you know Belichick always has a, a game plan um even Mahomes and the quarterback show spoke about Belichick changing his his defense every time um so in divisional games he, he's doing that and when we've got the likes of Josh Uche Bentley at linebacker Christian Gonzalez has just been drafted I mean we're adding on the top corners coming out of college to a secondary that already has Jack and Jonathan Jones, um, who both have very good seasons, finally have an offensive coordinator and not Matt Patricia. Uh, so that's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, it, it will be interesting to see how the likes of um, Boutte, the rookie does. Uh, Thornton has, has a lot of speed. Mike Gesicki's come over from Miami. So could potentially have that two tight end set with uh, Hunter Henry. Um, and like you've mentioned about the run game, Stevenson and, and Zeke Elliott. Uh, of course, I'm not going to be deluded and think that the Patriots are going to get a, even a playoff spot, but I just think anywhere from seven and 10 to about nine and eight is more than possible with Belichick as your head coach. And much like Bill Belichick taking Nike to the draft of him, his dog, uh, Sky, brings his cat along to do the yeah. podcasting as well. I mean, there's the similarities are so, I mean, you are more cheerful, admittedly. You are a lot more a happier guy. Um, yeah, the Pats, uh, the Pats are a team that I, I think, yeah, you're very right. Much like the Steelers can be really wrote off sometimes. You're like, hang on a minute, but it's Bill Belichick's best coach of all time. You know, like 
has to count for something in this game. Um, what are you thinking about the Patriots, Johnny? Is it too easy, too easy wins for you this year? <laughs> um, I'd, no, actually, I, I'm I'm probably more positive on the Patriots this year than I was last year. Even you know with Max um, and Bill, you know struggles or so-called struggles last year. I think it was probably fairly obvious that um, Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, you know, leading the offense last year probably wasn't going to work. So look forward to seeing what Bill O'Brien can do, and hopefully if he can he can get um, you know Matt back on back on track. Um, and yeah, I think that you know the new additions, Juju, Mike Zicky, um, yeah. So I think there's you know a lot to decide for in in this um, in this roster. Uh, some good options, obviously Zeke as well. Um, so yeah, that little bit of excitement for for, for the parts that side. Um, Christian Gonzalez already looks um, a real stud um, and adds to one already. Um, you know class secondary um i know they've lost a couple of players with um uh, the retirement of um of uh, Devin mccourty this uh, this off season um but yeah they've got some got some great options there um matt judon as well absolute you know superstar um on that pass rush so that you know the players are there um it's just difficult with you know the teams that they have uh, around them and uh, you know if you compare the quarterbacks you know josh allen uh, aaron rodgers uh, to a to an extent, um, they're all, I would say, you know, an upgrade on on on, on Matt Jones. But um, but yeah, I think last year was difficult. Um, but I'm, I'm I'm sure they can bounce back with with Belichick at the helm. All this you know talk of him on the hot seat, I completely get. But um, but yeah, he's he's the best coach of all time. And um, um, if anyone's going to get out of anything out of this team, then then of course it's going to be him. Back on to you, Johnny. Would you like to talk about the Miami Dolphins or the Buffalo Bills? Um, I'll talk about the Bills because I think the last last season coming into the year they were the Super Bowl favourites. You know we saw how dominant they were on the opening game of last year against um, against the Rams, um, and this year there have been I suppose a few question marks over them. You know not necessarily because the team like the Jets have improved, the Dolphins um, are continuing to recruit and, uh, and get better. Um, but um, yeah, I think the you know the defeat to the Bengals last year really hurt them. You could visibly see that, obviously, with 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 Stefan Diggs's um, you know the camera you know catching him and, and Josh Allen having a bit of a spat, and that's perhaps spilled onto this season. Um, you know, he seemed clearly unsettled uh, going into the um, going into camp. Whether or not he's, you know, going to be the same player, um, you know, you, you hope so. You have so much expectations on these teams, uh, on this team. Um, but, um, but yeah, I think they're they're just in a slightly different place than um, than they were last year, um, which perhaps could be a good thing because, you know, I, I think team, uh, you know, we like to put a team. Um, Ahead of the the Super Bowl winners, as you know, going into it, a, a new year, the Bills were probably that team last year. Maybe the Jets are them this year from bigger them too much. <laughs> of them. But yeah, they've I mean they've made some some good additions. Dalton Kincaid's a, a player I'm really looking forward to to seeing. Um, you know, we've heard about all the the Travis Kelsey comparisons. Um, you know, not necessarily a great blocker, but they've got you know a decent offensive line. He could really, really, um, um, you know, add another dimension to to the pass game. Uh, they've also improved the run game as well. Um, and on defense, I'm just hoping that that Von Miller can stay healthy. Um, we know what the, um, yeah the defensive line can can do. Um, and if you have Von Miller, Von Miller at um, uh, at his prime, you know, healthy, uh, raring to go, then you know that's a really, really scary. Um, 
um, you know, thing to be facing. So, yeah, I'm expecting the Bills obviously to to, to make the playoffs. Um, they're probably, you know, the um, probably still the favourites, I'd say, for for the division um, because you know they are the team to beat because they've been mm. very dominant the last couple of years. Um, but yeah, it's just a few question marks at this stage. But perhaps I'm, I'm looking into it a bit much. It's um, uh, probably not one to, to worry about too much. I've got Josh Allen, who's a you know roller coaster ride, and I'm mm. sure he'll take very deep in the playoffs once again. Well, yeah, when I went to Miami uh, against the Bills, when I was in Miami. Uh, the, the, the Dolphins were playing really well, but all, all you kept hearing and saying was like, "Yeah, but they've got Josh Allen. Like he's done this so many times to us already." But the Super Bowl window every year for every team just gets—I feel like they really boomed, you know, four years ago, and the window gets smaller and smaller and smaller, unfortunately. And it's a little bit every the last two years. I've been like ride or die with the Bills. I think the Bills are going to win it. Like I think they're that good, and I was really convinced last year they would, and then. It just it just seemed to fall at the hurdle every time, and they they lose needless games as well in the season. They give give away a couple of games a year, and they don't need to. And they get and they've they've been road up road to to the limit in a lot of these games. I just worry is the window nearly closed, you know. But the problem is, like you said, they've got Josh Allen. You know, you, you cannot write off Josh Allen. That's the problem. He's he's such a capable quarterback. He's top three quarterback in the league, in my estimation, anyway. And a few people, I know personally, don't agree with me. But um, I, I really do root for this Bills team every year, and it seems like such a shame for how good they've been, but they've not done it just yet. Maybe this will be the year. Any time can tell. Um, we'll move back on Sky to talk about the Dolphins to close out the show. And all I can think of when I think of the Dolphins is just this explosive offense. Oh, you didn't set me up. With like, as in, you set me up thinking I was going to talk them up. <laughs> I don't know how explosive this offense is going to be. Like, everyone's talking up, you know, oh, the Dolphins, the Dolphins. I, I don't like to keep talking about two as injury uh, mm-hmm. Because no one wanted it, it was horrible to see, right? Mm-hmm. The the talk of it of the multiple concussions, etc. But I think it just goes to show that you know they're, they're not prepared if they they do lose him at the quarterback position, and there's question marks over him anyway as, as a starter. Um, I know they've got Tyreek Hill, I know they've got Waddle, but um, I still think there's question marks on the run game. You know, Dalvin Cook was touted as going there, and he's he's gone to the Jets. Um, I just think that if any of the four teams in the AFC East were to be hit by injuries, I think Miami would be the ones who would suffer the most. I just don't see the depth across there um, that helps. And that mainly ties into the fact that they've got the second hardest schedule. Now, I know all of these teams that we're talking about have got are in the top eight. Um, but I think them being at number two, uh, again, just, just highlights that they need to be healthy. Um, and they remind me of the sort of, of a team where you know, you get those teams like we had the Vikings last year who are winning those one-score games and the Lions turn those things around. I think you can even go the Falcons way from years ago with Mike Smith and you're losing those close games or you could be like the Vikings were last year. And I just see the Dolphins being competitive but probably losing more than people um, make out. And I can, uh, even with their schedule, I mean, they play the Eagles, Patriots and Chiefs before their Week 10 bye. Um, and they've also got the Jets, Cowboys, Ravens and Bills to end the season. And Miami's not a place where it's a Buffalo and it's cold. People don't mind going to Miami at the end of the year, unless you're the Patriots. Man, I don't, when I was in Miami yeah. and it was against Buffalo, it was yeah. like 38 <laughs> degrees. And people, people want to go. Buffalo you know. were like, wow, this is insane how hot it is. So 
it might not be the cold weather thing, but like it's certainly humid. I mean, I suppose that's like if you're going late yeah. in the year, though. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we always, the Patriots managed to, even in Super Bowl winning seasons, lose there. Mm. It's just like a curse or something. But I think a lot of teams embrace, you know, it's Miami, Sunshine, they want to play there. Um, I mean, they've not won the division since 2008, Mm. um, only because we had Matt Castle and still managed to almost beat them to it. So uh, (laughs) I just basically have a lot of of pessimism around this Dolphins team. And I, I, I would be... They're the team that I would probably put at around a seven and ten, and maybe ends up going below the, the expectations. But let's see. Very interesting. Very. It seems we've got like a couple of minutes left, Johnny. You can put your put your five pence in about the uh, dolphins as well. Are you just pessimistic? Yeah. yeah, no, I'm I'm probably a little bit more positive about the dolphins just because um, of how much I enjoyed watching them at times last year, um, and you know. The, the, the they're acting like they're in that sort of entering that window with the signs that they've made. Obviously, Jalen Ramsey, unfortunately, he's, he's injured for for most of the year. But um, you know, Bradley Chubb, who they brought in last year, they were building around the that Tariq Hill. <laughs> who can forget about him? Um, yeah, they've got you know absolute superstars across across the um, um, across the roster. Um, Vic Fangio coming in as well as the the new defensive coordinator. Hopefully, isn't, he, Ra- um, isn't Ramsey missing quite a lot of time? Yeah, I think he's out until he's December. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure he'll play as much of a big part this year, um, which is obviously a, a huge loss for um, uh, the Dolphins secondary. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think, you know, like I said, Big Fan Joe hopefully can bring this into more the unit rather than, you know, stars. I'm really looking forward to see how uh, Jalen Phillips, um, um, he sort of broke out at the end of last year. Um, I'm convinced he's going to join the elite rushes in the league this year. Um, he just looks, you know, like such a beast. Um, and him alongside Chubb, yeah, they're going to have a, a, a really good pass rush if, um, if uh, you know, Fangio can can join it all together and, um, yeah, fire them all on, on all cylinders. Uh, because I think that's, you know, that's that's one of, you know, that's going to keep them in games if, particularly if Tua um, can't stay healthy, which, would, you know, would be such a shame because we haven't, you know, we really still haven't seen the full, um, you know, to a um, you know a, a full season of, of, of two in this offense. Um, so yeah, I think it's obviously going to be difficult with the schedule. Um, they just you know it's all about just staying healthy. Um, and if they can, then that's um, a, a huge huge positive, and I can see them you know being you know a, a bit nearer to that nine ten. Um, ten win um, category if they you know can pick up some some divisional victories um, all the way. Brilliant! Well, fantastic. That was the AFC East and the NFC East. We've got more shows coming weekly with the divisions. So we've got two more weeks, two more. We've got the West and the South to talk about. I feel like the South is probably going to be a poorly viewed episode. Um, Sorry, sorry, NFC South and AFC South. AFC South, maybe not NFC South. We'll talk it up. Yeah, bad football down there. I'm gonna just franchise quarterbacks, new new rookies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Johnny, thank you very much for joining. I really, really appreciate your time. Thank you for watching. We've got our betting show coming back very soon. I believe it's coming back this weekend, or at least we're recording it this weekend. So that'll be coming up very soon for you to put your preseason bets on where you think. 
what the odds are for divisional winners, for who's going to get to the playoffs, for who for winning percentages as well. We also got their fantasy show starting back up again. I believe our first episode will probably be the live one of us doing our live draft in the fantasy in the franchise tag fantasy league. Um, that will certainly be incredibly chaotic, so and long as well. So we'll probably chop that up a little bit, but it would be a lot of fun anyway. But thank you for watching. We'll see you again next week.